time for your heart-stopping news-packed 60 minutes of radio adrenaline. Webmaster Radio presents The Pulse. The Pulse. Take your seat among the experts in the search engine marketing arena. This weekly radio show keeps you informed of the latest search news, offers insight on the biggest forum discussions, and puts your finger on the pulse of the search marketing community. Our hosts have made their way to the round table. The Pulse, the Pulse. The Pulse. starts now. Hello and welcome to the 17th edition of the Search Pulse. Today is Tuesday, January 30th. My name is Barry Schwartz I'm from Rusty Burke and I run the Search Engine Roundtable. Also with us, as always, is Ben Pfeiffer, the Senior Editor of the Search Engine Roundtable from RankSmart.com and also Chris Boggs, who's been on a, uh, I don't know how it's a week or two already that he stopped smoking. Uh, congratulations. He's the Associate Editor of the Search Engine Roundtable and he works in the SEO department at Avenue A, Avenue A Razorfish. So, Chris, how long has that been going so far? Um, Ten days, 14 hours, and 23 <laughs> seconds. <laughs> oh, that's good. You're still holding on. It's very good news. It's very good. Yeah. Um, I think we're going to have a special guest on soon. Uh, Matt Cutts is supposedly going to be coming on and calling in very soon, and he'll be discussing one of the topics with us. Um, in the meantime, I wanted to post a link in the chat room to our last topic, uh, last show, which was last week, and it covered a lot of good topics. You missed it. Um, you can catch it in the uh, chat room. There's a link to it. Otherwise, just go to our archives section and click on Search Pulse, and you should be able to pick up the old MP3. Um, so, but the first topic I wanted to discuss was that Yahoo has fixed the titles, uh, the search results, that were provided by Anchor Text. So remember last week we talked about how Yahoo had uh, searched, and you did a search on certain things, Yahoo Search, and up came these title tags that had lower, or that were lower case, lowercase, and they didn't really make a whole, whole bunch of sense. Um, Yahoo actually went ahead and issued a fix, and now it's actually pulling the proper title tag. It's no longer pulling the Anchor Text. Yahoo did not tell us if if that Anchor Text, if it was pulling... Yahoo actually never told us why or what was happening, but um, it seems that has been fixed, and I got an update from the Yahoo people. <laughs> Sorry, I'm cold. And uh, it has been fixed. Uh, Chris, your thoughts on this? Oh, well, it's cool that it got fixed. Um, as you've mentioned, they never really came out with an answer as to why it happened, but I imagine that any answer as to why it happened would probably have given us a little bit too much insight on the Yahoo algorithm, or at least that that part of it. So I, I don't think we should be holding our breaths uh, for a, a real answer anytime soon. I've done a couple checks on, remember I told you about that one uh, uh, branded um, pharmaceutical term that I searched uh, last week where every one of the results was uh, a, a seemingly altered title. Well, that same search now returns the uh, standard titles, and it seems like most of them are coming from the actual uh, page that's ranked uh, from the page title. So uh, I guess they fixed it. Uh, I think that, you know, we should obviously keep uh, pushing on this. It would be nice to know what happened, how it happened, but uh, certainly uh, there's, uh, you know, there's a good chance that um, they kind of slipped up and let us know a little bit as far as the value of... uh, Anchor text, uh, I think, you know, we probably all already knew that anchor text was pretty valuable, but in this case, you know, whether it's the anchor text coming from external end links or whether it's internal anchor text that was causing uh, the changes, uh, it might be interesting to uh, 
monitor further discussions on forums and so forth. Yeah, definitely. Uh, would be, would be. Um, ben, what are your thoughts? Yeah, um, I've been watching this a couple different terms, and they seem to switch back pretty well. Um, I wish I would have gotten some screenshots of some sites that I have um, that had this happen, uh, but didn't get a chance to do a lot of that. Um, so, I, you know, thanks for I thank Yahoo for getting this done, and I think it did kind of mess up the results a little bit, but it looks like it's back to working. And, um, I, you know, Barry, I kind of agree with you in the theory that it was, you know, more internal anchor text, and it, you know, kind of gave us a little insight. And I think they were also I was reading some comments that they were testing. Um, doing some tags. I know they'd stuff for the Yahoo directory and such in the past, so maybe this, I don't know, had something a little bit to do with that and the titles that they were working with. Um, but who knows? But um, I guess it's fixed right now and gave us a little insight um, possibly into what they were doing. Cool. Definitely. Um, guys, do you know what's happening this Monday? Any uh, guesses? Um, <laughs> it's New Year's in China? No, no. It could be. Is it? <laughs> Barry is named King of the World. <laughs> no, no. Um, Yahoo uh, is coming out, and they're launching oh, their yeah. new quality score algorithm that's going to go into effect yeah. this uh, Monday, which is February 5th. Are you guys ready for it? That's the question, and that's what people have been discussing in the different forums and different um, online discussion forums. And we have a lot of coverage about it. A lot of people are talking about it. A lot of people are nervous about it. A lot of people aren't um, liking that Yahoo is changing, but I'm a strong believer that Yahoo has to make this change in order to compete with, you know, the other players out there. And, you know, you have to embrace it, and you have to make sure that you, you know, jump on it quickly. And hopefully, um, you know, hopefully you guys will, you know, people listening will go ahead and uh, go ahead and, uh, you know, make sure that they, you know, take advantage of it and they'll, be, you know, benefit from the ad quality score, and they'll rank higher paying less. And that's really the goal. Uh, ben, I mean, have you taken any look at that at all? Um, yeah, a little bit. Um, you know, we have some clients that are using this, um, or the new new platform. And I've talked to also a couple um, SEO managers at some other companies around the nation, and um, they're kind of pissed about this because they just feel like they have been struggling to catch up. And now this comes along, and now they have to catch up with, you know, 50 different more clients and, 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 and monitor and stuff. So they're kind of annoyed by it. Um, you know, I was mixed at first about this change, um, but, you know, I think it's a real positive thing that they're doing. Um, I think it's going to improve organic results as well. I know and um, they mentioned with some of the changes that you might even see fewer sponsored search results up at the top of the page. Um, you know, it's going to improve some of the quality of the ads. I think, in a, in a bit, and also some of the pages that it's going to. And also, you know, switch it up a little bit so those advertisers that, you know, are struggling to, you know, bid on, on top competitive terms that might have a little bit better of a chance of doing that. Um, and so, because, you know, there's, the system's been around for a long time, and there's been a lot of advertisers that's been dominating a lot of spaces for a long time. And, you know, I see it when we bid on stuff as well. And um, this just switches it up a little bit more. Um, I guess, it, you know, some of the questions are, it kind of comes down to what's the similarity between Google's quality score and then some of these Yahoo metrics. And, you know, they mentioned specific things, but when push comes to shove and this happens, how is it really going to impact, you know, your campaigns? And is it really going to reduce costs? Um, and, uh, you know, this type of pricing just complicates it a lot more um, as opposed to making it a lot simpler. So lots of unknowns out there. Right. Um, right. So, uh, Chris, I mean, you have a lot of clients. Um, well, I mean, A has a lot of clients, and 
or how they how they you know obviously you guys were the first on the platform, so you guys are prepared, I assume, right? Yeah, we're prepared for this, and and one of the key things about this change is that it's going to be a real uh, benefit to large brands because uh, usually the large brand site um, is the most you know should get the highest quality score because it is the most relevant. So they should be able to benefit from higher click rates and and subsequent lower cost per clicks. Uh, you know, especially on the branded keywords that they're uh, that they're advertising. So it's it's going to be a a great thing for those big brands. It's not going to be uh, as good for you know the affiliates and uh, and the distributors and, and so forth because they're probably going to have to bid higher if they if they want to get into uh, that top spot. And um, you know it, it, it's going to yeah. I mean the, the good, it's good news for the large brands essentially, and uh, we're certainly on top of it. Good to hear. Um, if you guys had to take a guess, where do you think the next place um, you know geo wise in our country to switch over, you know, who's the next country to go ahead and migrate over to the next, uh, to the Panama system? You have to take a guess. Mm. Um, France. What? France. Okay. Um, ben? Um, UK. You would think so. you think either the, either that region, but actually it's going to be, I think it be Japan. Mm. So. Oh, that's right. I did hear something about that. Huh. But, uh, yeah, so I found, found that interesting. They've too. been kind of testing that for a while, actually, kind of in that kind of scenario where they would, you know, launch it and they would go to, like, Singapore or something and then redo it um, over there um, after a while. It, yeah. Well, I didn't ask why, but I assume maybe it has to do with the mobile part. Maybe they want to test out the mobile um, aspects of, you know, the whole Panama system and, and stuff like that. So maybe. I don't know. Honestly, just, just a guess. In any event, um, a big thing happened over the weekend where it was announced that YouTube, which is owned by Google, will be sharing ad revenue with the people who actually generate the content, the videos, the users. And um, obviously there's a lot of discussion about that. There's threads going on at Webmaster World and Digital Point about it. And I just looked at a post by Jeremy, uh, you know, Shoe Money, who took a look at uh, what a number one ranked video in Google Video in the Google video could actually bring you money-wise, and there was some sufficient, you know, amount of money that you can make from it. So the question came to me is, like, you know, just like we have a lot of, like, you know, spam out there for blog content and stuff like that, where you have a lot of blogs, I was thinking it would be a lot, you'll see a rise once Google starts sharing revenue, um, that <coughs> the revenue that you'll start seeing a lot of, what, what you know, what I'm calling us videos, like, you know, blogs, but for videos, and um, I want to get your thoughts on this, so let's, I guess let's start with um, let's start with I think Ben's turn. Um, yeah, this is real interesting. There's been a lot of talk about this um, in general and how this is going to happen, especially in that Webmaster World thread. You know, people were just going back and forth about this and that. Um, you know, it kind of it, it's a really cool thing that they're doing. Um, I think Jeremy's particular post mentioned that like up to seven hundred dollars or something. You know, based on. 27 cents or 25 cents per click or something like that. But, you know, the other thing is, is like, these are videos, and so it, it may not all be based on click advertising. It may just be display. Um, and then also, you know, how do you put ads on, you know, copyrighted protected videos? Um, that, that raises some issues there. And then um, I think the founder in general said that, you know, this revenue sharing mechanism was going to reward creativity. Um, and it was a little bit vague on, on terms of creativity and which was it new videos or was it real popular ones with things that got featured and such? Um, but I think this will be really interesting. I think people are kind of excited about it and um, a real nice gesture. And 
in order to get it out there. And this is going to attract even more videos and um, you know exposure into the you know the Google property of YouTube, um, and just you know give them you know people to post more a lot more videos over there as opposed to other venues because um, you get an opportunity to get paid. Um, but at the same time, you know, there's a, a ton of videos out there, and there's a lot of people looking at videos. Um, you know, how much is this really going to generate any type of revenue in the long run, um, and is it really going to work? Who knows? Right. And I heard rumors that there'll be upcoming a new company being started named Chris Boggs Media. Um, is anything is it true to that? Anything true to that, Chris? Uh, no, that's uh, way. That's like in the 15-year plan, I think. Very, but uh, that's that's a good one. Actually, I should write that one down. I was thinking it was kind of funny. Uh, first of all, the guy, then the guy's name that uh, that communicated with Shu, uh, Musly Jerk, <laughs> and then also the uh, the the sample of video that he showed with Hot Girls answers every guy question or whatever. It's kind of funny. Um, to me, it, this brings to mind, you know, obviously there is a potential for uh, whatever you call it, blogs or, or whatever, but uh, uh, it seems like the way at, at they did it in the past was that there'd be like uh, quite a few videos if there was a particularly uh, funny video or maybe it was a clip from South Park or whatever, and, and you could get it from a variety of different sources. So it's going to become uh, a situation where people are going to be jostling for position for a particular hot video topic, as it were, and uh, that could be interesting. And to try to, de- if Google's going to have to then try to determine who is the original owner of the content. So, like, let's say you do put your own video on there, and, uh, and then someone else copies it and makes a more flashy title for it, or for some reason or another gets ranked above you, and then he's earning all the money from, from you know, the AdSense revenue. So I can see, uh, you know, I can see a few problems arising out of the situation as far as how how to give the money out, but I think it's a great idea because it is going to draw more content to the platform, and there's going to be you know more people that are putting more content content on there, and and that's the whole thing about the video share, sharing kind of thing is you want as much content on there because uh, you know there's going to be some good and some bad, and hopefully now there'll be a, a higher number, not necessarily a higher percentage of, of good videos on there. Okay, I think Ben had one more thing to say, and then we'll have a commercial break. Yeah, Chris makes a good point in terms of attracting more videos and stuff like that. I know somebody in the forum, in the chat room, had mentioned the Coca-Cola and Mentos videos, and there is a ton on on YouTube about those. Um, the cool thing is that you know, while they're you know, so they want to reward creativity, I think in a lot of ways it's going to inspire creativity. If one video gets real popular, a lot of are going to follow. Um, but at the same time, I mean, sometimes you go on YouTube and like you see like the like the top one of the top ten videos is like bunch of rabbits eating, you know, a bunch of pellets, and you're kind of like, well, that's kind of cool, and that's cute, and that's interesting, and it gathered 600,000 impressions and views, but, you know, how creative really is it with when you have stuff like that? So, you know, maybe this will inspire a lot more, and, and we're in for a really cool ride in terms of the video quality that's going to happen and, and, and come about because of some of this. Yeah. I mean, did you see, did you guys see that commercial by Cisco um, on TV? Or no? Yeah, I've like, seen some of them, the ones, the connected networks ones and stuff. Yeah, very cool. They have, like, the kid, like, you know, somebody uh, taping his kid on a video on his, on his mobile phone and uploading it to, like, obviously don't show him up to uploading it to YouTube, but it's, like, distributed out to the wa- world, people talking about it. That's the future, and that's what gets everybody excited. So let's hit a commercial break now, and we'll get into some more topics when we get back. tight and don't move. The Pulse Pulse. will be back after this short break. 
It's a no-brainer. Reaching customers everywhere they search is smart business. However, reaching them through web and mobile search as well as free directory assistance with effective pay-per-call advertising is, well, ingenious. Ingenio Pay-Per-Call delivers highly targeted phone call leads to businesses looking for new customers. And the advertising business only pays per new customer lead. Call 1-800-705-0632 today to ask about your free trial or go to Ingenio.com slash web radio. That's Ingenio.com slash web radio. Ingenio. Simply ingenious. Know how to get the best return on your advertising dollar? Clicksore.com. Yeah, ever since we began marketing with more precise content, target technology from Clicksore.com, we've seen a huge jump in visitors converting to buyers for just over one-third of a cent per view. To get over 300 categories, unlimited keywords and ad placement on over 100,000 sites, click on Clicksore.com today. That's Clicksore.com. Your bottom line will thank you. Clicksore.com. Delivers where it matters for you. There's a lot of webmasters out there, and they all have traffic to send you. For them to send you traffic, they need to know who you are. Want to reach them? Heck, you need to reach them. To reach them, you need to be where they are. You need to speak their language. You need to tell them how you're all going to make money together sending traffic to your sites. Webmaster Radio is the place to reach them. Webmaster Radio is the place where webmasters, affiliate programs, and internet businesses come together to learn, share, connect, and do business. Use banners, buttons, sure, you've got those here. But if you want to put out the message that not only tells them what you do, but the spirit of your company, Webmaster Radio is the place. We'll put out a professionally produced radio spot that can be informative, entertaining, even silly. It'll get your message out to the Webmaster community. And hey, we'll all do more business. Webmaster Radio, where everybody learns to make more money. Now, back to The Pulse, Pulse. only on webmasterradio.fm. Here's your host. Hi, and welcome back to The Search Pulse. This is Barry Schwartz. Again, uh, with me is Ben Pfeiffer and Chris Box. Um, We were supposed to have Matt Cutts come on, but he hasn't um, made it yet, so I'm thinking he got busy with something. So if he does come on, we'll get him on, and we'll stay the last topic until the end. So hopefully we'll catch him at the end. If not... And maybe we'll catch him some other day. I'm sorry about that. In any event, um, the next topic I wanted to discuss was an SEO topic. It's about how to write, you know, the proper search engine friendly SEO title tag. Um, there was a post over at Creative Site Forums about Rand Fishkin's post over at SEO Moz about best practices for SEO title tags. And um, basically, um, in short, I mean, they have a bunch of things that you you, you want to do. Um, and I guess, I mean, I'm not going to go ahead and go through each one. It's obviously, obviously you want the keywords in there. You want to keep it, you know, quick through friendly and everything like that. But I wanted to get first, you know, Ben's opinion about what he would call, the, you know, the, you know, very good title tag for your page. Um, yeah, this is an interesting, I mean, this has been talked about for some time. I mean, going back and forth in titles you know, on pages, and it's it's definitely one of the most important SEO tactics you can use, especially when you're doing on-page stuff. And yes, it is, you know, relatively pretty simple, but you'd be surprised how many people get it wrong. Um, 
I, I'm kind of agree with Barry on this. You know, you can I don't think a title is is a great place to build a brand. I think there's plenty of other areas to do that. I mean, it can add to it in some ways, especially if you have a wide spectrum of search engine rankings um, for a lot of different terms. This can definitely improve your brand, especially in your exposure to other people. Um, I know when we're writing tags and stuff like that, we generally try to put you know some of the most important keywords at first. And then the brand is something we usually put last. Um, and it will, maybe we'll put this on other pages and kind of elaborate a little bit more. Um, but we definitely aren't going to start a you know index page or a home page with brand immediately. Um, but again, it also comes back to the type of site and um, also you know the, the links, incoming links that are coming to the site and how that factors in. And there's a lot of various things that you know we, we look at if we're going to write a correct title. And it's also about enticing the user um, to your page from the search engine results. Um, that's usually really important and just kind of trying to create something interesting there. There's a lot of opportunities because, you know, these days there's a lot more companies out there, um, you know, especially in the top ten, and they're all vying for that. You can really leverage, you know, making the titles very interesting and, and enticing people to that to do that um, when your competitors are not. So, you know, titles are a really useful tactic in SEO these days, and, um, you know, if, if you're doing anything, it's going to be, you know, you're going to have to consider the title if you're creating a new site or page. Right. And Chris, what are your thoughts on those comments? Uh, well, a couple thing, uh, things. One is uh, remember a sh- semantic schmemantics, but uh, it's not title tags. And I noticed someone put that in the uh, in the uh, comments. But um, obviously, you know, it's the same thing as when you talk about alt tags. They're actually alt attributes, and it's actually a title element. So Rand, uh, you should fix that title of your title tag title post. <laughs> But other than that, uh, another thing, I think he, he missed one really basic one, and I, I think that that's something that we all do since we do this so often. But, I mean, obviously, you want to make sure that each title is unique to each page. So you, you don't want to reuse titles on, on every uh, or on any page. It's really you should try to make sure that it's a unique title to each page. I think there's some great stuff that he put in here. I personally am in the camp that if you do have to use your brand, you should put it at the end after you use your keywords that are in there. Um, ideally, if you're going to use, you know, titles uh, have been often voted as being probably the most important element if, if you could vote on, on rankings of elements, uh, um, you know, particular to uh, SEO. And I think you obviously want to put a keyword in there and you want to try to maybe uh, focus on one particular keyword or a couple like keywords for each page. But I think this is great, and I, you know, I hope that Rand comes out with some more of these best practices things because uh, they're great references and uh, they're very important, especially for beginners or people that are, you know, maybe getting uh, a variety of different uh, views on things to have something like this all together. Sure, um, Ben, do you want to add one more thing? Yeah, there were some uh, questions in the chat room about um, how you should do target and title tags. Um, generally, and I don't know how, what everybody else you know, uh, here thinks, Barry or Chris, but generally the way I will target it is go from city to country um, instead of country to city, how they had mentioned in here. So for this example, I would use Preston, Melbourne, and then Australia. Because um, generally, sometimes people are going to be searching more for local stuff, especially if you're targeting local. You need to put that front and center. And sometimes we'll even start title tags uh, with the local specific terms. And you see this especially on real estate sites where you know they're targeting like states um, in the in the U.S. Here, they'll basically start with you know Arizona. Um, but you know usually most times realtors are local, so they'll start 
um, you know, with the city, you know, Tucson, Arizona, real estate, and so on and so on, because it basically communicates what you're trying to target specifically, as opposed to starting off as United States, Arizona, Tucson, real estate. just doesn't make a whole lot of sense, um, especially if you're searching in the United States. Now, if you're searching in Australia, you know, um, you know they're going to maybe probably looking locally, too. Yeah, yeah I just want to add one thing to that, too. Uh, I personally am not a huge fan of geotargeting in the title element or in the page title or whatever you want to call it. You can call it a title tag if you want. Uh, but I, I think that as long as the content of the page clearly uh, states which area it's targeting, uh, you may be able to save the space in the uh, title uh, for more, um, you know, longer tail keywords or keywords that are specific to whatever service or, or uh, product you're offering. That's my, my personal opinion on that. Right. And a good place if you do want to go ahead and add geo elements, you know, geo keywords to your, to your pages you, and you want to take Chris's approach, you can also add that to your Contact Us page and we have your directions and you could say, let's say you're, I don't know, an SEO company in, I don't know, um, Manhattan or something, you could say, you know, SEO in Manhattan directions and stuff like that. You can just add it to your contact us page. It's a good place to put it, I would guess. Um, any other comments on that before we move to the next topic? Yeah, one last thing. Barry, you made a good point, too, especially if you don't want to use the title tag. Just go ahead and put the you know the address. Um, especially you can put it on the bottom of your page. It works real well because it's going to show up in the snippets. Um, you know, Somebody mentioned in the comments uh, in the chat room about the length of the title. Um, generally, I'm a, more of a fan of keeping the title short and simple. Um, you know, you see some of these pages, even some of the SEO sites and stuff like that. And SEOs, they have a long title that you know carry off all entire lengths of the page. And you know, sometimes this can work real well. But in general, I just kind of like to keep it, you know, um, you know, as short as possible. Get as much as I possibly can in there, but not, you know, confuse somebody too much about putting all sorts of keywords and making it look real spammy. Um, right. Because sometimes that can, you know, go back to credibility of your site. You know, if it looks spammy, then it possibly is, and such and such. And definitely tune in next week because Google just uh, improved their Google Local on the Google.com search. They do a local search on Google.com. So there's going to be a whole new topic about that next week about how to optimize for that. So tune in next week for that, and we'll get more into geo, title tag type of stuff for that. In any event, um, let's move on to the next topic, which is about PageRank. Um, January 25th, 26th, there was a Google PageRank update again. And... Um, People went ahead and, you know, got different page rank scores. I think Search Engine Land went up to a 7, and I think wow. also Market, Marketing Pilgrim went up to 7, um, which is good for those two sites. And people, you know, lots and lots of comments about it. Uh, about in, our, in that thread we have, we have lots of comments from different people saying, you know, how could I say that Google PageRank should be looked at only for entertainment purposes? Um, they're, like, saying, you know, it's not right to say, I don't know what I'm talking about. And the point of me saying that is because, as Chris pointed out in his article, um, that toolbar page rank is really um, a score that Google pushes out maybe once every three months, and it's from old data. And that old data is probably three, four, five months old, and it's not a direct and um, you know recent representation of what your page rank score is. Obviously, Google does use page rank in their algorithm. The extent to which they used it. Does not is, is much less than it was in, the, in you know three four years ago, and even then it's still the, the PageRank score shown is not up to date and it's not used as it was once done used in the past. And I'll go with Chris because Chris you wrote a great backup article 
Um, it's obviously not directly talking about the PageRank update, but I was talking about some other topic, and maybe you want to bring it up and, just, and summarize it. Well, no, there's just, you know, there's this whole ongoing argument as to whether or not toolbar page rank is, is valuable. And I, I personally, you know, I'll, I'll look at it in an SEO point of view um, as being sort of a relative indicator um, as of the page's value, you know, as rated by the inbound length that, that Google has uh, decided to give weight to. But in, in the thread, um, you know, someone talks about using PageRank um, to, to judge their surfing experience, where they buy from, trusted sources, et cetera. That's not a way that I've ever used PageRank, and, and I found it pretty interesting, and, and it makes sense that some people would do it that way, and I'm not knocking people for doing it that way. Um, it, it, there's one comment from someone, you know, who's... who's pretty well-known in the affiliate industry and for churning out sites to host uh, ad sets and so forth. Um, and he seemed to get up in real defense and claim that, you know, all the PageRank haters out there or whatever and calling me a joiner and everything. What, whatever the case may be, uh, you know, the, the fact is, is that, you know, PageRank is for entertainment purposes only, and, and Google will tell you that if you ask them. You know, they're real PageRank. They're for a site or a page. They're never going to tell you. So... Um, you know, if you want to watch PageRank and watch it update, and by the way, congratulations to Search Engine Land. I mean, that's pretty amazing. I don't know if I've ever seen a new site with their very first toolbar PageRank come up as a PageRank 7. That's pretty sweet. And, and, and I noticed that you guys had 143,000 inbound links already as per the uh, Yahoo Site Explorer tool. So that, that's pretty awesome, and that probably has something to do with it. But uh, just on the side, congratulations on that. But it, I'm curious, do you guys know... Um, and, and I'm not a person who is a publisher, so I'm not too uh, familiar with hosting AdSense. Is there some, is it easier or do you get better ads or whatever on your site if you have a higher page rank? And, and does, that, does that mean that if you are someone who wants to host ads primarily and that's your whole purpose in, in life is to make money that way, is that going to, or not in life, but in that particular part of your life, um, is that going to help you to have a higher page rank? Are you going to get served better ads in, in that case? Um, I can answer that real quick. Um, I think sometimes people look at page rank as an indication of better rankings, which would indicate more traffic and a higher um, money you can make on that particular page. It, it, one of the issues, too, is why people use PageRank is the fact that there's not another good metric to look at out there for the indication of page quality. I know in, like, domain forums and stuff when I'm surfing around and stuff, and there's actually specific sections where you can go out and look at specific domains or pages that people are selling just based on PageRank. So, hey, I've got this, you know, PageRank 3 site. I want $400 for it, you know, get, you know, no traffic, but will you buy it? And people will. Um, you know, I guess it's better to – PageRank is kind of an antiquated old tactic of looking at it, but people are using it. I know I've used it in some of those cases where I've looked at sites and, and evaluated quality on it, and I hate to do it, but, you know, at times I have. And these days I don't even sometimes look at it as much. Um, but with the AdSense stuff, yeah, sometimes it's an indication of, you know, the quality of the page because there's not really much quality on an AdSense page in the first place. And if you can attract a higher – page rank to one of those pages, and it's worth a lot more. Point. So do you think that, they'll, that you get better, higher-paying ads if you have a higher page rank, or is that just a, a stretch there? It, depends um, on the, it really depends on what in, on, the, on the industry you're in. 
Obviously, okay. I mean, there's sites out there that sell, you know, talk about baby products, and usually the advertisers there don't necessarily know about the value of PageRank. They're more actually, I think, in that industry, more of them are looking towards the Alexa rank, in my opinion. I mean, based on what I've seen. Ben, I mean, would you agree? Or? Yeah, I I think there's been a shift, actually. Cause, I mean, years and years ago, when we were looking at Alexa rankings, and that's how we navigated the web, and then it was like PageRank came along, and then we're like, all right, well, forget Alexa, because it's, a really inaccurate source. You have to have the Alexa toolbar in order to, you know, get counted as a particular impression. So how many people actually have the Alexa toolbar? Well, we don't really actually know. Um, and I, I know from a lot of, you know, really top marketers and SEOs out there don't use Alexa toolbar, but there's been this whole shift where, especially in advertising, where you want to look to see impression-wise. Um, but, yeah, no, I think I agree with you, Barry. I think more people are looking at Alexa these days as opposed to PageRank. And it's kind of weird, though, because both are really just bad ways to look at it in the first place. Well, well, PageRank has, tells you nothing about the actual traffic of a site. It just tells you, you know, how many links are pointing to a site and how important those links are. So, I mean, Alexa does show you more about traffic, even though it's not a good representation. But anyway, I mean, that's... It's more current, too, actually. I guess it's, it's a small slice, I guess is what you could say. Right. But anyway, uh, let's move on to the next topic, which is another way, another type of badge. And Yahoo today came out with um, Site Explorer badges that shows you the links counts to a site or to a page. And you can see that I posted uh, oh, a badge on my site at the Search and Roundtable, our site. And you can see that we have, let's try to count here, um, 186,358 links to seroundtable.com with the WW. Um, it's a nice amount of links, and people can go ahead and add this to their website as a badge. Obviously, Yahoo made this, um, <coughs> sorry, Yahoo uploaded this and allowed people to use it because they want to actually get the branding out there. They want people to use Yahoo Search more. They want people to figure out what Site Explorer is and start using it more often. Uh, I just feel that it's just an awkward thing to place on your site. I don't know if you guys agree, but, I mean, Ben, what do you think about it? Yeah, um... I think maybe it's a good marketing move for Yahoo, but it is kind of awkward thing, you know. But you've seen people that, you know, will put Technorati little boxes or whatever and saying that, you know, this is how many people are in my blog roll or this is it's kind of just like a badge of pride in a lot of ways. You know, I've got this many links to my site. And I think it's a good move from Yahoo. I personally wouldn't use it. Um, you know, it, it's clever and it, it's cool, but, you know, I, I, I'm, not too, I'm not really super crazy about it. Okay, and Chris, what are your thoughts about it? Well, I actually think it's kind of cool. I've been batting this idea around in my head as after I saw the the topic list today. And um, you know, if you kind of compare it to what we were just talking about, where if someone is showing a page rank, uh, or even if we're if someone is showing an Alexa ranking, someone may not really know what Alexa means, or that the lower number is better than the higher number, and so forth. And page rank, they might have no clue at all. Whereas this one clearly says, okay, there's 186,000 links to this site. So if the first time I come to the site, I might think, well, this site, you know, must be fairly popular if there's 186,000 links to it, which, by the way, I think I can probably claim about in the range of between 200 and 500 of those links, just so you know, Barry, so you owe me. Uh, but anyway, that's a side, <laughs> side note. Uh, the, uh, the, I think it's, you know, it's, it's cool, and, and it shows I, I was very surprised, and, and you, you did a, uh, a piece on this that was related at uh, Search Engine Land, and uh, you mentioned that one of the things that, uh, and I don't know if you're planning on mentioning this, but 
one of the things that you're going to be able to do with having this on your site is uh, they're sort of, it seems to me that, that Yahoo Site Explorer is kind of ramping up to be a little bit more Webmaster Central-esque in, in terms of being able to allow uh, automated communication between webmasters and, 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 and Yahoo Search. Uh, you gave an example of where someone can have, if they have the Yahoo Search, this banner on their site, that has proven that they are, um, you know, in fact, the real owner, and they have to be logged in, and they can actually have a page removed from the Yahoo Index that's on their site, you know, based on having this particular badge. So it, it could be just the uh, the beginning of a of a beautiful relationship, as it were, where um, you know this this is just an example of of sort of some of the things that Yahoo's trying to do. I think was it you or someone else made a good, good comment also that you know. It, it, this could prove that Yahoo is trying to let people know that, hey, we, we do still do search, even if we are okay with being number two. You know, we, we are actually still a, a search engine, and we want to be recognized. So it's branding for Yahoo. You know, it's kind of like getting a T-shirt at the conference for, uh, for a particular, uh, you know, uh, best of the web, or, or for example. You know, they give those T-shirts out every conference. And that's great branding for them. And I think this will be a little bit of a branding for Yahoo. I think it will be a help uh, for some people to show the uh, eminence or the popularity of the site. Right. Just to clarify one point, is you don't have to have the badge on your site to, to get the other features. You have, to have, you have to authenticate the site, which means you have to either have upload a file to your servers or add a meta tag to your meta tag uh, okay. in order for, you, for Yahoo to know that this is your site. The badge is just some another you know, badge they want you to put on the site, but it's not required. Um, all right, so I think we're going to hit a commercial break now, and then we'll get into some more topics. So let's hit a commercial break. Sit tight and don't move. The Pulse. Pulse. We'll be back after this short break. Attention webmasters. Wish you could convert more web traffic into cash? No need to rub a lamp. Just click on GenieKnows.com. Install a search box on your site or incorporate paid listings XML into search results. And at your command, GenieKnows.com pays cash for each result your users click on. Enjoy prompt payment and superior customer service. Earn even more through our referral program. GenieKnows has results. com. Wow. I never saw anyone fish with such a wide net before. Oh, really? I don't like fishing with a pole. Can't catch the big ones fast enough. No kidding. You've got a bunch. Yeah, I know. This wide net gives me great distribution and reach. Really? How's it work? Well, fish like to move around to various parts of the lake, so by casting a wide net, I gather fish from everywhere they congregate. Wow, that's pretty smart. Thanks. Wide nets work. And they make you look smart. If you're looking to cast a wider net and fish where the fish are, Look Smart Advertising Solutions can help. Go to signup.looksmart.com to learn more. Best of the Web, the Internet's oldest directory, EOTW.org, since 1994. Our editors scour the web finding quality sites, providing users with spam-free resources, relevant information from valuable sites. Submit your site now for a guaranteed review in three days or less. For webmasters needing additional exposure, check out our 60-day free trial on category sponsorships. 60 days free advertising. No kidding. And don't forget the Best of the Web's reseller program with the industry's highest commissions, 25 
25% recurring commission on all products and services. Bloggers, make sure to check out the BOTW blog directory and the recently launched volunteer editor program to help build the best blog resource on the web. Now, back to The Pulse, only on webmasterradio.fm. Here's your host. Hi, and welcome back to The Search Pulse. This is Barry Schwartz. Again, with me is Ben Pfeiffer and Chris Box. The topic of the day was supposed to be about Google Bombs, where Google has defused any attempts or some attempts to bomb their search engine. And all, obviously... Uh, there's lots of them, lots of examples out there, but the most popular one was when you did a search on miserable failure in Google. Up used to come the whitehousegovernor slash president website. So um, Google did a post, specifically Matt Cutts did a post where he went ahead and wrote about how Google improved their, um, you know, their link analysis, their, their link structure to figure out what these Google bombs are, or many of them, and then go ahead and not rank them as well as they would rank in the past. And what happened was that Search the Land, Danny did a great post. Search Danny Sullivan did a great post over there looking at the before and after the historical thing. And then what happened was Bill Slosky from uh, SEO by the Sea and um, an administrator over at, S- at uh, Creative Site Forums wrote a comment on that post saying that maybe this is related to a, a pattern that came out you know, a year or so ago where... Um, it's like a method of actually going ahead and figuring out, you know, what these Google bombs are, and not ranking a web page based on the bombs. So part of that patent it says a related phrase bit vector for document URL zero eliminates the reliance on search uh, search systems on just the relationship of phrase A in URL zero pointed to URL one as an indicator of significance or or URL one to an anchor text phrase. So basically, that's saying is like. Just don't look at the anchor text alone. Obviously, take into other things into account. And Matt Cutts, I was hoping to like see if he would say anything about that because he did reply to the comment that Bill made and saying that you know I can't comment on this, but it was a good you know read and it was a good whatever. So I don't know. It's just interesting in general how Google did this, and obviously there's some examples of this still going on, but most of them I think have been taken care of. Uh, Chris, what are your thoughts about this Google bomb? Well, first of all, I think this is a, a great example of uh, what a genius Bill is. <laughs> He's awesome. Uh, he always can, can find the patents that are most probably related, and I think that uh, even though it wasn't uh, really admitted to, but I think that that was probably very close to uh, the reasoning behind this. Uh, I, you know, um, I think that there was one particular instance of trying to Google bomb that was uh, made popular within our specific industry, as a matter of fact, I mentioned it in my presentation at SES Chicago, uh, where Joe Morin was trying to set up some time for a Super Bowl ad um, for someone to donate some time so that he could uh, ask his girlfriend to marry him on the Super Bowl ad. And as a backup, he wanted to get as many people as possible to link to the Super Bowl marriage proposal.com site with the anchor text, Will You? And so if you search Will You, W I L L, Y-O-U, within parentheses, at Google. Um, I actually spoke about this internally last week, and they were up to number six, and now they're nowhere on the top six pages. So it looks like it's been, and I don't know whether since maybe it was pretty visible in our industry that maybe they could have hand done that one, but it's no longer there. However, if you search uh, 
French military victories, and I hate calling this out, especially to all the France haters out there uh, that have relished in this uh, number one ranking for a long time, but if you search French military victories at Google, there's still this great site called Albino Black Sheet, which is a mop-up of a Google search result page, and it says, did you mean French military defeats? No standard web pages consider containing all your search terms are found. So it's still there. Now, the thing is, is that the reason that this one might still be in there is if you'll notice the other top uh, rankings for that term uh, are all about this screen capture, the search for French military victories, and, and this great Canadian stu student who's behind the crank, prank and all that. So it seems that this is one that has able, been able to weather uh, this particular storm. And, and pretty much all the other top five results would have to be moved out of there, too, if, if, if it was going to work. So... I think that it's obviously working in the case of the moron and the will you, but there's going to be little ones that slip through based on uh, other things. Great. And, and Ben, what are your thoughts about this whole topic? Yeah, there was some good examples from Chris. Um, I've got one. I know, um, I guess a year or two ago, maybe two years ago, um, they uh, a bunch of bloggers banded together and they were trying to get a Wikipedia entry for online poker ranked up in the top ten because um, they were sick and tired of the poker industry and all the junk that they kind of spew all over the web, and, you know, who can blame them? Um, but <laughs> no offense to anybody. Um, but they were effective, basically, in getting the listing ranked in the top four, I think, and it's currently still there. So it didn't really affect this. And, you know, I see that as more of a positive type of Google bomb situation. Um, but, you know, I, I think it's a positive thing. It kind of sucks. It was a lot of these Google bombs are fun for a lot of people. You know, you tell your relatives, even, you know, as an SEO, hey, go go to Google and type in miserable failure and go see what you see. And uh, people would be like, wow, that's amazing how they do that. And then you can explain it a little bit better. Um, but, you know, they mentioned that, you know, the Google bombs, they can help detect this across many different languages, which is really cool, too. How many? Who knows? Um, but, you know, I think that this is, this is a, a good example of, of Google working hard to get something done and, and doing algorithms that, you know, benefit, you know, the specific um, relevancy of the rankings uh, a lot better. Yes, definitely. Um, next topic I want to get on to is two topics about AdSense. Um, there's two new features that are being tested behind the scenes. The first is a My Publishers tab on the right-hand side of the My Account tab. It seems to me that this is a way to for for Google to allow... Um, you know how you have like uh, in AdWords, you have a way to like a pro client pro client account center where you can actually my advertisers like a my advertisers type of tab where you can actually manage, um, you know, you can manage websites and the AdSense ads on your own console for your clients. So this allows you to actually hopefully get into that type of data and providing AdSense as a consulting service. It's pretty cool. Um, it's not available to most people. It just seems to be like a test, and it's a screenshot found at Digital Point Forums. Uh, ben, do you have any comments about this? Um, yeah, I, I wish I could see this. Um, I know initially when I went and um, saw this, I went to my account and tried to see if I could see it. Um, but no, um, I think this can be a really cool thing, especially um, if you're managing, and, and this is a good thing for Google to do, you know, in order to market the program a little bit better, that you can manage, you know, other publishers, and stuff below you, especially if you know you're an SEO or marketing company or something like that, and trying to monetize various pages. Um, so I, I applaud this. I think it's a really great idea. Cool. And on the AdSense um, note, um, Google has released something called custom placement packs, and this is pretty much available to some. I think a lot of advertisers out there. A lot of people got this email from Google saying, "Dear publisher, 
after a recent view of your site, blah, 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 we think you should add a new ad unit called a 300 by 250 ad unit, and then you'll get premium publishers to be on your site. Um, I personally think they send it out to a ton of people, and I personally think this is a ploy to get Google publishers, AdSense users, to, to put this ad unit on their site so Google can actually test their new video ads, uh, which they're running, um, again, with people like uh, Sony and different you know companies out there. So they're trying to get more inventory available so that they can run these test ads, these test video ads on their sites. That's what I think this is all about. And there's a lot of discussion over at Digital Point Forums and Webmaster World. So if you want, go ahead and take a look at that. And you know that should be a fun topic if you're into AdSense. Um, also, Google launched a new design for Google Groups. Basically, um, the thing, basically how it changes, the new design changed from orange-yellow to a light blue color. It's more appealing visually. And it has a more Web 2.0 stylish type of look with some new features. Um, I posted some screenshots. New features include, um, what's it called? Um, there's an easier, easier way to create and contribute with shared web pages. You could customize the look and feel. You could see member profiles. You could do more easily file sharing type of stuff. And you can easily read the group discussion. The new Google the group's discussion layout, I think, is much more appealing to me. Uh, ben, did you take a look at that at all? Yeah, I did. Um, I, I thought it looked really great. Um, I thought it was kind of interesting that they ended answers and then started to do a redesign for uh, for groups here. Um, but I think it looks really good. It's in you know the format's a lot easier to read, and you know as opposed to a lot you know line breaks and all sorts of things that were happening beforehand. Um, so yeah, no, I like it a lot. I think it's 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 very useful and um, you know positive step. Cool. And Chris, what are your thoughts about this new design? Well, as I mentioned in, in your post, it took me by surprise. I was trying to look for, because I had put a question in the Google group last week, shortly before our show, and I wanted to quickly reference it uh, in, in, in our show last week. And I thought I had gone to a completely different side. I was very confused, and, you know, it kind of gave me a headache. But <laughs> the bottom line is uh, you, you mentioned that they had previewed that this was going to happen, but I would feel that for usability, and we all know that Google's very user-friendly, they should have posted something, hey, welcome to the new design of Google Groups or something at the top for those of us who are completely confused, and I'm sure I wasn't the only one. Uh, I think that the, you know, since I haven't used it all that much yet and I'm just kind of getting into it, I'll be able to learn to use this one just as quickly, and it's not going to be a whole relearning process for me. But uh, I, I think the whole thing's really great. It's, it's unfortunate that there's just so much stuff in there, though. I mean, there's so many people using it like it's, you know, that's just kind of, well, that's to be expected because it's Google Groups and it's about Google algorithms, so all of us are going to go in there. But it would be nice if they could somehow limit the, uh, the number of discussions or call call the discussions that had no responses or something like that, you know, just to make it a little bit cleaner and a little bit less to wade through. Right. Right. Talking about redesign, also Google Images went under some type of redesign. Um, they changed the layout a little bit where they're no more like just um, columns with a light blue background. When you mouse over images now, it highlights in a, back, in a blue image, and it, it shows information such as the size of the picture in both height and width as well as the download size, and it also shows the URL, the image source URL. Right, right now, if you go to a, do a search on whatever search term you want, 
if you look at the page without mousing over anything, all it would show is the, the name of the picture. And people are upset that it no longer shows by default the image URL. Now you have to mouse over the, the image to actually see the source URL. And besides for that, people like the new design layout. It's cleaner, it's simpler. But people are not all too thrilled about um, the sourcing not being out there and visible to everybody. Chris, what are your thoughts about that? Well, I like to keep an eye on Google and Google Images uh, to, and do vanity searches every once in a while because it gives me some insight. And it's funny because if you search Chris Boggs in, in parentheses, uh, I'm not going to show this one to my wife because it's uh, from the New York SES and I'm standing to this next this redhead girl from the Ask Party and she's all smiling and I'm, I'm looking fat and happy. But one thing that I noticed is that it's attributed that... Um, all attribute from that picture to the picture next to it, which is actually me. Well, actually, it's Dave Carberry with Boba Fett. So that's not uh, me, but that's on the same page. And then if you scroll uh, the one further down, is Chris Boggs and Lee Odin, and that's actually a picture of, uh, of uh, the disco ball from that party. So it looks like they're pulling content not exactly correctly. And by the way, there's a picture of all three of us, uh, along with Lee Odin, as the third result there from that uh, uh, roundtable one when we did the coverage. I think that was also SES New York. So it seems to me that they've still got a little bit of work as far as attributing the right uh, content uh, or the right attribute to the picture. And so that's just an example where it could use a little bit of work still, I think. Cool. And Ben, what are your thoughts about this? Um, it, it's it's pretty cool. I like it. It's pretty clever. Uh, you know, I I have uh, a lot of those same images with Lee Odin <laughs> in there as well. Uh, you know, I kind of like. I was kind of happy with the old you know style that they had. Um, you know, this works. I think it's okay. But personally, I kind of miss the old style just a little bit. But overall, I think it's a you know it's good and positive. Cool. Um, I think we should probably go into lightning round now. I have about. 20 more topics to go through, so maybe I'll stop and we'll get you we'll get, get some comments going eventually, but let's see how we go. All right, the next thing is Google tests um, in their AdSense console, and I have this in my AdSense console. It's basically called the message inbox, where Google will send you messages about your AdSense, you know, anything related to AdSense. And first message I got was in January 2007 optimization report basically telling me, that I could earn more money if I place more ad units on my pages. So that was their message to me in the inbox. It was cool. It was cool to uh, to see that. And uh, and uh, yeah. So take a look at that. I posted it in the chat room. Next thing is Google also has a new feature where in AdSense you can add channels by advertiser. It's called ad placement, and these allow you to. Ad placements are specific to specific groups that, of ad units defined by you on which an advertiser can place their ads. For example, I mean, it's basically a way for allowing you to define ads better. So you can take a look at that if you like. A lot of discussion about that as well. Um, now you can search YouTube videos in video.google.com. So Google Video Search allows you to search YouTube videos, and this happened last, I think it was last uh, 26, so last Friday this happened, I think. And it's pretty cool. You do a search on many things, and YouTube videos come up right away. So it was, I like it. I, I mean, and Google there announced that they will be defining, you know, they will be defining, um, what's it called, uh, that Google Video is now more of a search type of aspect, whereas 
where and a technology type of thing, whereas YouTube is going to be more based around community building. So that's pretty cool as well. Um, the next topic was that I gave some advice to Yahoo's search marketing team about Panama based on some based on some feedback from the different forum threads out there. In addition, there's a quality. We looked at the quality score and how it impacts the content network, the Google Content Network, and um, AdWords Advisor said that yes, it does. The quality score does impact the AdSense content network, so that's good to know. And it's going to be they're going to be rolling out more where the quality score actually impact, impacts it more and more as they continue to try different things. <coughs> Sorry, um, if you're a Google AdWords professional and you have a verification seal on the a verification seal on the uh, site on your site, it may not be verifying correctly. So make sure go go ahead and check that out. Um, if you want to vote for the godmother of search, you can also do that as well. And just playing off of how uh, Shu did his godfather of search, where Danny Sullivan's kicking behind. Google AdWords sorting bug is now fixed, so that's that's now fixed. Um, in addition, uh, where we at? Um, Google TV. There's a big rumor about Google TV, but that seems just to be a hoax. So don't listen to any of those those rumors. Uh, Microsoft Ad Center seems to be driving more traffic on uh, the new beta release. I think it's because they, but by default, turned on the content network, and people are getting traffic from the Ad Center, uh, Microsoft content network. Overture keyword suggestion tool is having major issues, um, but Yahoo is devoted to it, and they're actually putting more resources to it soon, and hopefully they'll start, um, start building new tools out there. And there's a comment by Yahoo Sarah about that. There are continued reports of Live.com's page submission tool to be broken. Um, not sure what the story is with that. Search and Strategy London is coming up soon. Uh, Google is to provide AdWord customers with more detailed budget analysis, so that might be coming. So if you look under your edit campaign, you'll see your budget. You'll see there might be some more detailed analysis about your budgeting. Um, next thing is Google AdWords editor for Mac is available now. And finally, the Yahoo Publisher Network, I gave them some more advice on based on some forum threads. That pretty much wraps up today's uh, search pulse. Today was, it was the 17th edition. I hope to recap the show tomorrow after it's archived at seroundtable.com. If you have any comments, feel free to email me at barryrestippert.com. Again, that was the 17th edition of the search pulse. It took place Tuesday, January 30th. Thank you, Ben and Chris, for everything, and hope to see you again next week at 5 p.m. Eastern time. Everyone have a great night.